Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode, a super special episode of No Literally. My name is Juan. And I'm Georgina. And today is our Valentine's Day episode, which is super exciting um, for our friends that have reached out with advice and questions. Thank you so much. Georgina, thoughts? I was a little nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't sure about (laughs) the kind of things people were going to send in or if they were even going to, but they did. And I'm really excited. I've been thinking about the questions that I have um, for a little bit and yeah, we're excited to share it with you guys and share our two cents. Also for today, we have a very, very special guest for you all. Mm -hmm. My very good friend. Ah. <laughs> anyway, we're going to cut her out after this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. She's an absolute angel. My very, very good friend, Alex. Yay, Alex! Alex! Woo, 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 woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alex, um, go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about yourself. How did we meet, first of all? I met Georgina. Well, she doesn't remember this. I remember this. We had government class together. I remember it. I I remember it. Okay. We had like one interaction. (laughs) I knew she was in that class. And there was just one interaction we had. Uh, I think the professor, oh, the professor canceled. And when I was walking out to go back to my dorm room, I saw her walking in and I told her, oh, there's no class today. And then it just so happened to next, the next year, we became roommates, and what's funny, she was even trying to hide from me then. <laughs> moving it's not day, even like that. It's not it, even it like that. It definitely was like that. Moving day, I had met all the roommates, and there was just there was four of us living in in the in our dorm. I had met two two of the roommates, and I was still waiting to meet the last one. She <laughs> took forever and a day to come home, and I was like, okay, she's hiding from me. And then when I heard her come in, when I heard her come in, I quickly ran out of my room so we could meet each other because we were going to um, live together. (laughs) We're basically sharing, uh, weren't we sharing a wall? I don't know if we were sharing, no, we weren't sharing sharing a wall that time. We were. Okay. Okay. So we were sharing a wall and I just thought we had to meet and the rest was history and we've been tied together ever since. It's so funny because I, okay, I was trying to avoid her, but not in a Uh, sense that I didn't want to be friends, but at the time I was working for the organization that we used to work for, Yes, and I had been out in the sun all day, so I was gross, I was sweaty, I was tired, I wasn't having it, so I was like, I want to go hide and like refresh and just, you know brand new and in one of my little zip 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 trying to go back into my room this wench jumps out (laughs) she jumps out from out of her room and was like hey and i was like oh okay and yeah the rest was history i've been with her ever since. To be TBH, if I were to come up with an excuse on why I didn't meet somebody, that's exactly what I would say. I would You're say so 
it was so hot that day and I was so sweaty. Summer uh, in the valley, everybody will agree with me, like a hundred degree weather. No, thank you. Uh, uh, Alex and I Alex and I were going through that and we'd have to disagree. Isn't that right, Alex? You were not going through that. <laughs> okay okay anyway we are getting off topic um anyway yes welcome alex to um our super special uh valentine's day episode um i think it's always exciting when we have uh guests on here um i mean this is our second time having um (laughs) guests featured uh on our podcast but yeah so georgina do you want to tell the audience a little bit about this valentine's day episode so i wanted the valentine's day episode to be special obviously valentine's day amazing it's one of my favorite holidays um i think it's important as adults going into like still relatively young adults like we're no spring chickens but we're also not decrepit Mm -hmm. um we're 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 living in interesting times where we're figuring out the different that love has to offer and um dating is very interesting at all of the technology and resources available it's a bit of a nightmare sometimes and so we're here to discuss the highs and lows and as someone who has lived with me for many years in the past Alex and I have a lot of stories that are horror stories but they're comedic (laughs) so um I hope you guys enjoy our experiences and get mm-hmm. to laugh at them with us mm-hmm. and um take something away <laughs> from the advice that we have to offer because we asked um we asked on social media and on um our previous episodes um to chime in and uh, ask for some advice regarding love or um whatever tell us uh, your stories um and georgina i really like what you said about um how tough it is um to meet people now especially with um everything going on in the world um and that leads me to our first question that we got um which is advice on joining dating apps like how do we even meet people anymore dating apps (laughs) (laughs) no yeah I want to say they're a nightmare. <laughs> I mm-hmm. I think it's very okay, nightmare for very a lot of various reasons. Let me start mm-hmm. off with um I think it puts on a lot of pressure on people. I think Oh yeah. It's very di- I mean, especially now it, <laughs> it's really hard. It's really hard to meet people. We have been trying to exist and survive a pandemic. So that's one very big like factor in it. Like I am still not comfortable socializing. I mean, as you guys know, like I mentioned it time and time again, like I am triple vaxxed and I still got COVID. Like it, it's, it's hard to be, it's hard to have that kind of pressure. And so there's also that factor of like, dating apps are so performative like Mm -hmm. everyone is is putting out that they love to hike and i know maybe two people who genuinely enjoy to hike everybody else is lying (laughs) no we all mean it 
<laughs> I like everyone's trying to put their best qualities and then also exaggerate their, those qualities and then also put things that just make them look more appealing and at the end of the day it's just trying to impress other people who don't always share the same intentions as you and so it's exhausting to to try to filter through all of that and it's exhausting to have to feel like you're you're being a pick me to people who you don't even actually like like you're Mm -hmm. trying to gain validation and acceptance and approval from people you genuinely don't want that from and it's it's a lot of pressure and oh my god the horror stories of dating apps it's in a little bit i'll get into getting banned from tinder but (laughs) somebody else (laughs) jump in no yeah i think um dating apps are the worst and it's just I don't know. It's, I feel like it's gotten to the point where it's just like the same conversations. Like, and I'm like, oh my God, how long is this going to go on for? Like, like, Mm -hmm. hey, how are you? What do you do for work? What do you like to do? Where Uh, do you live? Like, my God, like literally tell me if you're gonna kill me with a chainsaw or not and then I think I'll be good enough to share some information with you like right. my god it's 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 exhausting and I and also when it comes to like a connection like online at least for me it I'm not gonna get that connection and I'm not gonna get that emotional connection to the point where I'm gonna want to be like okay yeah I do want to spend time with this person like I do want to get out of my house and like go somewhere and meet this person like for what it's I'm just it's I don't know it's it's boring and I I don't like it so I'm I'm not really on dating apps anymore um Mm -hmm. because my god it's yeah Alex thoughts um, man, dating apps, like Georgina said, is nightmares. Like, literally get nightmare nightmares from this shit. Just from the people you talk to on there. And like she said, nobody, I don't know, for me, people are not upfront about what they actually want. Like, some people actually, some of us do actually take these dating apps serious. Like, we want, don't nobody want to be 40 plus <laughs> still on a dating app? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it's just the pressures of, like, you know, social media and society that we're all trying to rush into, like, relationships. Like, I, sometimes I kind of feel like, I feel like that sometimes we are trying to rush into these relationships. That's why we don't, we can't find anything on here. Yeah. But at the, but at the same time, I don't know. I just I just feel like nobody's upset about their their intentions and that's why we have these horror stories like yeah I I will say I do kind of agree with Alex in the sense that I I look not that I'm necessarily like wanting to jump into a relationship like that's really not my intention because I mean, at this point, I, I'm, I realize that I'm so young and, like, I have my whole life ahead of me. 
but I do take mm-hmm. it seriously in the sense that like I wouldn't mind it if something came from uh, a dating app you know what I mean like um, meaningful relationships that I've had um, in the past have come from a dating app and the reason why I find them useful is because I have a rule that I don't date locals as you shouldn't as <laughs> don't laugh I don't date locals and it's so important because I don't like the idea of running in similar circles and the one yeah. time that I did everywhere anytime that I go back home I run into him and I I run into like his friends or like I haven't been back home in over in like almost a year and in Halloween I went out with a friend and I saw him and I was like this is why like this is why people oh don't God. do it locally yeah. like it's a nightmare <clears throat> and it, it just reminds me of my past and that's not who I am anymore you know what I mean like let's leave the past in the past and yucky like Oh, nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird to like, especially in such a small area like the valley. Like, it's it's weird to um, I don't know, just continue to see that person because, like you said, it's it's running in a in similar circles. So, based off everything like you guys had said how like now how do we meet people like what would your recommendation be because that i think that's such a hard way to meet people now without like dating apps or even like going into adulthood making friends is such a hard thing to do um i mean what what do you guys think Well, for me, I'm gonna just say I'm a hypocrite. I'm still on these <laughs> dating dating sites left and right. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> I still re- I still rely on them. I got three of them popping right now, but not popping as in I'm talking to anybody because that's that's dead. Like I don't I'm, oh. I'm by myself out here. Mm-hmm. But that I don't know. I. But, but I've had, I think I've had these dating sites, these dating apps, as long as I've known Georgina. <laughs> so, and like we've said, they, nothing, nothing good has really come from it. You know, I'm still on here, still trying to meet somebody, but I still, I don't know. I feel like I still got a little bit of hope <laughs> mm. that one day I'll be able to find somebody because in real life, based off my experience as being a fat black woman in Southern California where we're not the standard um, it's hard out here it really it really is so I don't know I, I feel like I still have a little bit of hope or you know maybe it's time for me to move locations where my body type and who I am is accepted but not in a bad way you know like not in a fetish type of way Mm. so yeah i i will say i think i think that's another reason like why 
dating apps are a bit of a nightmare like as a person living in a like a bigger body it's Mm -hmm. so hard when you're like literally just shooting the breeze with somebody and then they say some just out-of-pocket shit about your size about you know just really like really awkward uncomfortable stuff and I think I I now like I have deleted dating app accounts just because mm-hmm. I mean to me to <laughs> me I think I'm, I'm at a point where I I think I'm ready to put all of that behind me like I'm fully prepared to not date if it means that mm-hmm. I get to keep my peace you know what I mean like I mm-hmm. don't I I I mean the friend part is kind of hard because I'm at a point where I'm learning to enjoy my own company and it's gotten to the point where I am so comfortable doing everything by myself that I I prefer that like I mm. want to go to the movies. Well, I mean, I don't like going to the movies, so I don't know why. I oh, that. right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I like, like, if I want to go get a coffee, like, I will go to a coffee shop and buy myself. I want to go to, mm. I don't know, like, shopping for something. I want to go uh, get something for lunch. Like, I, I'm happy doing that by myself. Like, I, I'm mm. not the kind of person that is going to get nervous at like sitting in a restaurant by myself or like anything like that because I I think at the age that I'm at now like I'm I'm in that awkward adult phase where I'm figuring things out and what better time to learn about me like what better time to date myself so that I can set Mm -hmm. the standard so that I can set the standard of what it is that I want what it is that I'm looking for and really learn that if I'm comfortable by myself, then anybody that comes into my life is because um, they've earned that spot. Like they want to be there and they, they've done the work to really like compliment my life and not really take away from it or keep me guessing or keep me stressing out because at the end of the day, if I enjoy my company so much, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put up with somebody putting me in that situation. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And if I, I, I do meet agree. somebody, yeah, like if I do meet somebody now, I think I'd be a little bit more comfortable trusting in the friends that I do have to like set me up or or meeting somebody in gatherings that they host because I, if I trust my friends, then I should trust the people that they trust. You know what I mean? Like I should, I should mm-hmm. trust my friends enough to, to, to know that they surround themselves with people with good intentions and people that aren't shitty and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, to me, to me, <laughs> to me, um, I think I, I'm still trying to learn how to show up for myself. Like you were describing and like, um, mm-hmm whenever it's like yeah that's why I don't I haven't really dated anybody because I always feel like whenever I do get put in a position position where like it could happen and somebody's interested 
I always self-destruct because I'm like, mm, like, no, thank you. Like, yeah. And it always like nitpicking at like what's wrong with the other person and like whatever, because I'm, I'm still trying to like figure myself out and I feel like I need to, I don't know. This is, hopefully this doesn't sound weird or like wrong or anything, but I feel like I need to be the perfect person for somebody else. And I mean, realistically, that's not, you know, possible or anything, even though I am literally the most perfect person out there. Literally. (laughs) Literally. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Like I could be more perfect. Do you know what I mean? Um, You're the the standard, babe. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. I, when you say that you're nitpicking like the certain flaws you see, are you sure they're not big red flags that are valid? Like, why do you feel like it's nitpicking? What if it is something big? Like, that you what if it's your standard, that's your boundary? I I agree with Alex because when it comes to dating, we will gaslight ourselves into oblivion. Exactly. Hmm, points were made i don't know i feel uh, i don't know why not think of it as boundaries like something you won't settle for like i mean unless it's something that's like super outrageous like oh he wakes up at seven o'clock in the morning every single day like okay (laughs) you gotta relax he's an adult okay he texts you at 6 30 boot him boot him No, you should. I feel like you should keep him like, okay, he <sighs> likes to get the most out of 24 hours in the day. So <laughs> that's I mean, not okay. something to stop talking to somebody. I think I'm we would. As an example, as an example. Right, right, right. But, it's good yeah. to have standards and it's good to be mm-hmm. flexible, but also don't, don't belittle yourself for the standards that you do have. Yeah. See, I don't know because so. To me, I'm like... To me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like I expect so much out of somebody. And so I'm like... Well, it's not really fair for me to expect so much out of somebody if I, I can't, like, provide the same, you know? Like... Okay, makes sense. Uh, I, okay, it makes sense. So that's why I'm always like, you know what? I'm just going to work on myself. And, like... Just push everybody away, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I when it comes to dating, I'm weird, and no, no, I... no. you're perfect, <laughs> bitch. I know you got something to say though, because you're over here on camera, like <laughs> moving left and right. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what's going on? <laughs> I forgot that the camera was on, and I was like, let him finish his point. Let him finish his point. <laughs> left and right, babe. I'm like, a lot. I look like a bobblehead. Um, <laughs> okay. Yes, Georgia. I'm so sorry. No, literally, you're perfect. Literally, you. I saw this video that reminded me of what you're saying. Mm. It was it was like some preacher video. I don't know what it was doing on my timeline on Twitter back in the day. And I'm going to look it up. Like this video, I screen recorded it like five years ago. Mm. Um, it was this like preacher guy. <laughs> just, just to use it today. It was this guy like talking about how it comes to relationships, you may not be at the same level, but you want somebody 
who has the same capacity to hold what you can. So mm. in in the example that he was giving, he was using two, uh, two water bottles. And he's mm. like, why are you going to pour part of yourself into somebody who cannot hold what you have to give? You're just, and he like used this example of like, you're just going to see yourself on the floor. Like you're going to, you're going to give more than they can take and it's going to be wasted energy because this person doesn't have the capacity to hold um, to hold the love that you can give, to hold the, the support that you can give, to hold the baggage that you come with because it's all part of it, you know? Like it, it's all things that that need to be taken care of and, you know, um, addressed in a relationship. Like if a person if a person doesn't have the capacity to hold what you have to offer and the capacity to, to hold all of the things that you need holding, then yeah. why waste your breath? Like why waste your time? Why? Uh, I'm, I'm going to start getting really emotional <laughs> around here. I'm going to start swinging. Um, <laughs> I think it's, it's difficult because we were, we're our own worst enemies sometimes in the fact that we take the literal crumbs that people give us because I mean a lot of it is tied into our past and our caregivers like our our people who raised us like Mm -hmm. they're the ones Mm -hmm. who taught us that like sometimes it's okay to like accept crumbs from people right and and that's not the case and sometimes we're the ones giving nothing and um that's something we really have to check on ourselves too because who are who are we to to step all over somebody like that you know what i mean like yeah yeah that that was my two cents i'm really glad mm. i got to share what that guy had to say i'm going to text you guys the video later because you're mine <laughs> yeah i think and then and then for me to me chill me <laughs> Um, I mean, I think at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the day, too, I'm like very emotionally guarded, especially when it comes to like my feelings and like whatever. And it's very you're a Sagittarius. I am a Sagittarius, and yeah, I'll uh, shut up, Alex. <laughs> I'm a sa- I'm a Sag Moon, so I I get it. Yeah, and so to I don't know, it's I would just rather not put myself in a position to get emotionally hurt. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I feel yeah, I definitely this I feel like this is definitely something I should be talking to a therapist to uh, like about and like trying to figure out what is going on in my head, but then part of me is also like mm, you could figure it out on your own, babe, like I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you the link to a therapist where I found mine. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, to answer that first question, uh, good luck. Oh, shit. Um, Our advice is, you know? (laughs) Our advice is, okay, yeah, next question. Um, Oh, Georgina, or do you have one? Oh, yeah, let's dive right in. Okay. Um, oh, I'm excited about this one. What are your love languages? And are they the same as how you give love? I love that question. And I literally love the person who asked it. Um, I'm literally obsessed 
obsessed and I've been obsessing over this question. <laughs> Alex, you did the test recently, right? Or did you just receive uh, the link to take the love language You test? better take no, it. No, I, I it. took it. I took it. I got it while I was at but... work and then I didn't do it, but I think I know my love language, so. <laughs> I did it, but I don't see the results. Oh, but my. I know them off of head, kind of. None of you guys took the quiz. You well, I, did. I did. I didn't, but I know. Um, so I think for me, oh my god, not my voice cracking. <laughs> oh my god, what year is it? <laughs> um, is it is it bad if I'm going through puberty at the age of twenty four? Low key, but let's not talk about it. <laughs> That'll be the next episode. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna feature my primary care doctor on <laughs> on the podcast. Well, the way this conversation's going, your pediatrician, because <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, I think I really think one of um, the the way I perceive love is definitely words of affirmation. Um, because I really, no matter what, like somebody, like absolutely the way somebody shows up for me is definitely noted and I definitely appreciate it, but there's always going to be that part of me that doubts like how they view me and like, unless it's been verbalized, then I'm, there's always going to be that part of me that's like, well, they were just being nice or they actually hate me or whatever. Yeah. And, or like they felt like they had to, and just like ju- coming up with reasons to justify like their actions. Um, so I think words of affirmation is because I don't know. I just like knowing that somebody like appreciates and like is taking the time to like, just tell me like, Hey, like I love you or I appreciate you or like you're doing a good job or whatever. Um, like sometimes I think sometimes that's something we all need to hear sometimes. And um, I think that's how I perceive love and then giving love. I think it's, um, I think it's quality time. Will I elaborate further? No. I was so waiting for you to elaborate. I was like, okay. I, at least I think it's quality time. I mean, Georgina, what do you think is my... Yeah, what do you think is my love language? At least to me. To <laughs> me. I think from the time that we we lived together, um, the way that you showed me love was through acts of service. Oh, my mind. I I think, I mean, a lot happened while we were living together and your first question was always what can I do to help what do you need like you were ready to jump into action um days where I was just really stressed and we've talked about it in the past too like Mm -hmm. I I I wasn't eating the way I was supposed to I wasn't sleeping because of school because of stress whatever and there you would go with a little slice of apple like here you need you need nourishment like whatever you know so I I definitely think at least in my experience it was uh acts of service your mind so cute no i know okay alex your turn since you're oh alex you're still here yeah i was kidding i was like 
Y'all on a roof? Should I leave? <laughs> Alex, what are you still doing here? <laughs> My bad. Anyways, <laughs> um, I definitely words of affirmation. Is that what's called? Yeah. No. It's. I don't know. Maybe it does have. I know you said something about the way you love is like based on how you were raised. So I feel like if you were missing something in your childhood, but we're not going to go that deep. But no, yeah. <laughs> we I'll start crying. We I'll can. start crying. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> on, on national TV. Yeah. <laughs> Babe, wrong show. Wrong show. <laughs> this is the World Wide Web. <laughs> but um, I just feel like if you were missing something in your, your childhood, it does affect how you basically yeah how you receive love so for me maybe I didn't hear all those words of encouragement growing up but it's like in a partner not saying I want them to fulfill some type of sick parental role or anything like that (laughs) no just we're not going there there. so yeah I think words of affirmation is a really good one and Uh even physical touch because I'm a touchy bitch like I don't know I think once I'm able to be comfortable <laughs> I feel like I'm a touchy bitch girl do I'm not t- lay your hands on me you witch <laughs> I feel like once I'm comfortable because I that's a that's a whole different level of intimacy like when oh, yeah. you can do all of that without it going you know a sexual route like when you can just touch on someone just to show love and affection i feel like that's the one of the best ways is to show love in my opinion yeah i agree georgina your turn um honestly i was totally excited about mine because i was like mine has nothing to do with what I was missing as a child because and then the more i thought about it i was like oh fuck <laughs> I was like, oh no. Are you not perfect? Uh, thank, thank God I, I have a new therapist. Anyway, the most recent time that I took it, which was less than a year apart from the last time I took it for like a conversation I had with a friend, um, physical touch is my number one. Mm-hmm. And it has been for a long time just because I am very affectionate. Like, mm-hmm. with my friends, with everybody, like, I, and not with everybody, but, like, I, like, certain friends, I will just reach out and, like, hold her yeah. mm-hmm. or just things like that, you know, like, I, I like to hold and be held, and, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yucky. <laughs> Yucky. <laughs> I also hate, I hate being touched. Like, I absolutely detest being touched. Like, oh my god, okay. <laughs> she no, she jumps. Yeah, like oh I, yeah, she does. I she jumps out because I I don't like it. Like I don't I don't like people being on me near me. None of it. So it's it's a very big thing, a very big show of love when I seek out physical touch from uh, from a friend or like somebody I'm in a relationship with or whatever um but again receiving gifts zero percent and I think that's important because I as I've learned recently 
giving gifts is how I show love. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. in in my past relationship, I anytime I would go out to buy something or I would buy something for myself, I was like, oh, I think they'd like this. Or, oh, I think they'd like that. And I would buy it. And I, I would like stockpile a bunch of shit that I thought they would like. And I would give it to them like here I present to you like my love and I think it's so funny that I absolutely hate getting gifts but that's how I show love and it got to a point where we had to have that conversation I was like okay well how do you need to be how do you need to be loved because the way that I'm showing it to you might not be what you need and I think it's important to meet each other's needs anyway your mind. I was going to say for you, I was going to say, I mean, for you, the way that you show love. Originally, I was going to say, yeah. Um, actually, originally, I was going to say quality time because you always like, you let Alex into your space. You would always let me yeah. into your space. Um, and I mean, like the room is such, I don't know, that's to me. My room is my nest. So yeah. Like, See, I always took it as that was you guys telling me that you loved me. Well, yeah, that too. But like the fact that yeah. you allowed okay, us, sorry. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that you allowed us to be in there and like share that space with you all the time, like even just when you were busy or whatever, like we'd go to hang mm-hmm. out and you'd let us like instead of being like get out and you know the amount of times I fell asleep in her bed while we lived together. <laughs> like I would just come and take naps. Like we'd hang out, and I would just fall asleep. Like, oh yeah, and then that was something special. And then I was gonna say, so quality time, and then the more you, and then the more that you talked, you said like the physical touch. And I was like, damn, she do be touching up on me sometimes. Ah, uh, don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't be, don't be making it sound like some. no but like you'll yeah like sometimes you'll hold my hand or like I don't know like whatever um and I don't know so gift giving and I think there's the way you show love can um change in different capacities like um and it has changed yeah yeah so like I think even in like the different hats that one wears like in your social life or like professional life and I think for you um at least from what I've seen and I haven't seen like you at work or anything but like the the community service that you provide it's definitely like a love letter to the to the valley and like how much you love the valley and like how much you want to help and that's gift giving like that's I don't know mm-hmm. I, I think I think that's beautiful and so poetic and I'm gonna cry yeah anyway um <laughs> enough of that nonsense <laughs> enough of that nonsense we've answered what like two questions um okay I have a funny story that somebody submitted are we ready absolutely yes okay let me see we will be commenting on it no, yeah, it's so funny and it's so nasty. Um, are you guys ready? It's a hookup story. Oh, oh God! Sinners. Okay, I love oh. it. Give it, to, give it I to got me my now. No, and it's so crazy because 
this is the man in question. I, if you know him, do not say any names. But oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Are you guys Wait, ready? this is about you? No, this is a, a, oh. a friend that said a story that somebody submitted. Okay, this is the this okay. is the man in question though. Georgina, are you taking pictures? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. Can you guys see? My internet's not connecting. Text it to me. <laughs> oh, girl, I ain't doing all that. <laughs> wait, wait, can I? Did he go to Stan? I have no idea. Girl, stop exposing where we went to school. No, yeah. We went to Stanford. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our listeners, like our listeners are going to be like, they, <laughs> these birds ain't smart enough to go to Stanford. <laughs> That's why we're so well rounded. Top of our class, stop playing with us. Okay. Anyway, um, so this is this is how she started the story. She was like, "This is my one and only true one night stand at a bar." I love already. No, but you know what? This bitch was like, you know what? After I was telling that story, I was thinking. That wasn't my only one night stand. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love that. Anyway, so they don't all count. No, exactly. Right. And the fact that she brought this one up, I'm gagging. Okay. So <laughs> she saw this guy. So she was at she was at a bar in the town that we went to um, school at. She saw this guy <laughs> and he was friends with her ex-boyfriend. And she's obviously been drinking. Like she's at the bar. She's having fun. Love. And uh, not her describing me, though. She was like, he's like 6'2 and tall, dark, and handsome. And I was like, girl, that's me. <laughs> like, <laughs> are you sure you didn't take me home? <laughs> not thinking everyone's in love with him. No, y'all. No. Um, but yes, he was very attractive. And he bought her drinks before. Um, and... It was like fun and flirty and time passed by and she's starting to get pretty drunk. And um, he's been buying her drinks and her friends drinks as well, which I'm like, where was I at during this? Because exactly. <laughs> where was my drink? No, literally. Exactly. You missed it. A free shot. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to DM him and be like, Venmo me. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me. Yeah, you owe me. <laughs> you owe me. And if you don't Venmo me, I'm going to expose you because y'all ready? Okay. So you better tell me who it is after, please. <laughs> her friends were very encouraging. Um, and at one point he was dancing behind her and she didn't know what he looked like or like who it was but her friends were like yeah like good job or whatever so she kept dancing um and she took him home and her mind her big brain she she had a feeling that she was gonna get um some action that night and so she shaved cleaned the sheets whatever um took him home she was no i know she took him home. She has no idea how, since she was pretty drunk. Um, and they're making out, whatever. Um, I guess she had a high, like, a very high bed. Like, it was pretty, like, up there. Um, mm. And so, um, they're make uh, Okay, whatever. They're making out. Um, she starts giving him sloppy toppy. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yum. 
he yeah, mentions. <laughs> oh my god, Excuse are you me, ready? Sorry. He mentions that he has to pee, right? <gasps> oh my god, Whoa. what? Okay, go he, ahead sorry he mentions he has to go pee there they were on his bed by the way I, um if i'm telling the story correctly they they're on his bed or on her bed um he mentioned he, he mentions he has to go pee he goes mm-hmm. pee he moves off the bed to go pee and there was a streak he left a streak on her sheets oh wow no no. Yeah. No. No. Stay yeah. Right now. No. Stay yeah. Right now. I no. thought it was gonna go a totally different way, but so I'm kind of you know I'm a what? little bit relieved. But <laughs> and... that's still nasty as hell. That's nasty. No. Yeah. So and these are white sheets. I'm like 99 sure. Um. And so yeah, she saw she saw the streaks on on her. Mm, that's so nasty on her sheets um and at first because she was drunk she thought it was hers um but realized it was his felt bad for him rumpled it up and like just threw it in the corner and um she made him felt shower bad for him huh she felt bad for him she yeah. made him shower at her house yeah and i guess i she said she felt like she, he had a feeling something was up down there because he was like okay yeah i'll shower whatever um ugh, which is disgusting um but but yeah um so very willing to shower and um she doesn't remember if they had sex um <gasps> which sucks because he's so hot um and after that he would always try like still try to go home with her um but she was like mm and yeah, that's that. That's that story. <laughs> I reiterate. So glad I have a new therapist. <laughs> you have a lot to unpack. Because what in the world is that? No, y'all. First off, she didn't smell nothing when she was down there. Let's talk. Like, let's just go straight to the point. <laughs> didn't smell nothing when she was down there. I don't know, babe. <laughs> Like, I don't know when I'm drunk, not since I'm like practically blind, other, my other senses <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so I would be able to smell something, but you know what? I'm not judging her. I'll smell something a mile away, <laughs> exactly. But I'm not judging, it's okay. <laughs> Georgina, spit it out. I literally, I can't, I can barely breathe. First of all, she deserves like saint status because mm, one gosh. she she didn't want him to feel bad she was like all right look let's take care of this let's handle it right I'm not gonna make you feel bad right because me as alex knows <laughs> i'm in the business of shaming <laughs> like how are you shun. gonna come in how are you gonna come into my house make a fool out of both of us i'm literally (laughs) so mortified no yeah no yeah but you know what yeah what got got to see it through (laughs) (laughs) 
But then she doesn't even remember if they had sex. So you know what? Who really won? Let's unpack that. <laughs> Let's unpack that. I'm that okay. This is why when I go out with my friends, hmm. you can ask them when I we go out drinking, and and this is why trained myself I... to get <laughs> no, and I mean it to get confrontational when I drink because I gatekeep the f out of my friends. Like hmm. nobody is messing with them if they've been drinking and they've had too much to drink whatever mm. because I mean depending on your perspective this this night ended well you know what I mean but mm-hmm. yeah, don't don't be touching no peepees when you're drunk because you end up with ruined <laughs> sheets no yeah shitty sheets <laughs> Girl, she needs a new bed. Just, no, literally. No. She gotta literally. send him an invoice. <laughs> send him an invoice. ASAP. ASAP. <laughs> oh my god. Um Georgina, do we have any other questions? Yes, I'm still processing this this last one. Um yeah. okay. I have two more. Okay, I have quite a bit more. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. What's the difference between romantic and platonic love? Hmm. <clears throat> um, I really gotta think about this one. Yeah, me too. Because um, I, like, I feel like platonic love can morph into romantic love. Like, well, of course. Well, that's how we would all like it to be. But really, I mean, the person you fall in love with, I would hope you would want to be their friend first. Because I feel like, yeah. depending on your definition of friendship, you know, everybody has their different groups of friendship and whatnot. Like, there's some friends who knows every single detail about you. There are some friends that, you know, you hang out with and that's about it. It's not anything. It's a surface level type of relationship. So, I don't know. I feel, I feel like they're, I, I don't know. I, have, I feel like they're, they're kind of the same. Like, like I said, platonic love can morph into romantic love. But, I don't know. I can't finish my thought. Yeah, it's a diff- it's a difficult question. <clears throat> yeah, no, you're right. I think I think they they are very similar, um, and oh yeah, absolutely can morph into romantic love. But I think, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. There's something about something about friendships and just sticking to each other because you like each other not like romantically just but just because you enjoy mm-hmm. each other's company um yeah. and you're not seeking anything physical out of that like there's just something so much sweeter about platonic friendships like you you just oh my god i <laughs> i feel kind of misty-eyed thinking about friendships because they're just mm-hmm. they're just so sweet it's you you enjoy being with each other because you 
I don't know, you like each other and, and you want to see each other succeed yeah. and be happy. And yeah. you mesh well together. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. when it comes to romantic love, like, yeah, you absolutely want your partner to succeed and like all of that stuff. And um, there's the physical aspect as well. And like, yeah, that's nice too. But I mean, sometimes, you know, people are only interested because of the physical aspect, which sucks. Yeah, um, and that's what's wrong with this generation. Yeah, and so... <laughs> Not to sound like one of those. All right, Gramps. <laughs> and so I just, I yeah, I think, I think because um, people just like being friends with one another, like, I don't know, maybe I'm reading too into it. Maybe I'm being too, like, over-romanticizing friendships, but I, I think they're sweet. I, I agree with both of you mm-hmm. in the sense, like, Like, yes, I would want my significant other to be my absolute, like, in the romanticized idea that I have in my head, they would be, like, my absolute best friend, you know? Like, Mm. share everything, like, have a, a connection unlike any other connection. And I think you can have that in friendships. But again, like that physical aspect, like that little, little tingle in your cooch, that yeah. is obviously that's like the difference. Yeah. yeah, that's obviously not-, not present in like platonic relation. I mean, depending on your definition of platonic, you whatever. Yeah. But to me, to me, <laughs> it's just it's missing that. And I think romantic love, like there's an added level of of passion and um, yeah. intimacy that's oh, yeah. shared mm-hmm. in platonic love um, yeah. like I don't think that I can start out friends with somebody and then have it turn into a relationship just because mm. my my little brain don't work like that you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. if I don't enter any form of relationship thinking that it might be a romantic one then it can never turn into one Mm. that's that's why when like people in my past are like let's stay friends i'm like no i have friends (laughs) like like (laughs) like, i don't i don't need more friends like i have friends like i don't i don't Mm -hmm. i when i met you we met in this context and I don't think that I can go back to that. You know what I mean? Like there's certain intimacies that I I would only share with a romantic partner, like somebody that I'm in love with. And and there's some things that like my platonic soulmates, like Alex and I, you and I, Juan, like this friendship that we have, like as intimate as it may be, it'll (laughs) never be that same level of intimacy like we will never know each other in the context that i have that i i have known somebody romantically in in a love way yeah 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 in a romantic love type way yeah absolutely Hmm. very well said thank you yeah you right yeah you put that really well yeah it's 
there's definitely going to be that difference and um a friend isn't going to know isn't going to get to access that part of you yeah um i mean of course unless you allow them to um yeah. but huh yeah I don't Beautiful. Know. Yeah. Um, Georgina, do you have another one? Is an advice one. Ooh, okay. Okay. So, as two single people in your 20s, what are your thoughts on being in a 10-plus year relationship from high school into adulthood? Do you <sighs> think it's a good idea to never experience being single or do you think that if you're in love now, it doesn't matter? Or <laughs> would you fear that the issue of never experiencing anything else may come up later? Um, Alex, do you have something to say? Okay, something small. Kind of. I you know, growing up watching all these movies and whatnot, we, for me, I dream, I've always dreamed of a relationship like that, where we just kind of, we meet each other when we're young, and then we grow old, and but we're still in love, it's still heavy, but in reality, like, actual reality, like, I feel like that has its cons to it, because most of the time, people in those relationships they they stay together because that's what they're comfortable with mm-hmm. that's who they're comfortable with it and so, some most of the time like when they do eventually like break up it it'll be over the smallest things but the smallest thing is because it's been building up over those years over the, yeah. the course of those 10 years mm-hmm. so i like the idea of being in that type of relationship but in reality i just kind of see the cons for me, the cons outweigh the bad. Um, the cons outweigh the good. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. For oh, Georgina, were you gonna say something? No, go ahead. Yeah, it's just I don't know. For me, to me, <laughs> it's it always a something like that, and and it's not even like a relationship too. It's like something that long, like ten years. Mm-hmm. It always thinking about anything like that I'm always it always makes me so scared that like I'm missing out on something else um or I'm not experienced like I don't know it it, and it makes me feel mm, claustrophobic like I'm running out of time or like I'm like it's like oh my god what have I been doing for these past 10 years and like why have I just been doing this one thing when I could have been out doing something else. And I don't know. It's, it's, um, yeah. I actually, I've actually given this question a lot of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hallmark Channel movie lover in me. <laughs> again, like Alex said, fantasizes about this kind of thing. Like, it's it's so... Yeah, it's so whimsical. It's so, like... Like, I don't know. Like, just so cutesy. Whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The realist in me 
if I am the same person that I was, if me, okay, me at 24, if I am the same person that I was at 14, then mm. that means I have not been doing a, an ounce of work. It means that I have not done any form of self-reflection. I haven't made any type of effort to grow as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think you change so much in these years. These years are so critical, you know, like yeah. you, you're growing and constantly changing. I think in those 10 years, if you haven't, been changing I think that is a a red flag like I I really do I also think that if you are changing and you're still with somebody that you were with 10 years ago and they're still changing then I I think that's more of an adaptation to each other and I think again that's kind of stifling who we are as individuals and also, if you're growing into the same person, then that means you're not giving each other enough space to grow. Um, I mean, I feel like that sounded a little redundant, but I also think like, like it's important to have those experiences because if you're only with one person your whole life, I think it takes away from the actual like what Juan and I discussed in the previous episode like we are the summation of all the people that we have come across in our life yeah every person brings a lesson like part of the question it says do you think it's a good idea to never experience being single um no I don't think it's a good idea I think it's important to to take that time like I'm doing now to be single to really enjoy my own company and grow as a person because it's helping me figure out who I am it's helping me figure out my needs and it's helping me set a standard for myself and for what I want in a relationship I think if I'm in a this is what my friend told me when I was three months into a relationship and when I was six months into a relationship, if you're thinking about something else outside of the relationship, if you think there's better out there, if you're having to ask the question, Mm. then I think the fear is there. I think you're already feeling a little stuck, a little claustrophobic. And sometimes people stay together because they're used to it because of the convenience factor of not having to start over. And I think it's, it's a disservice to you and the other person. I feel like I'm being so mean. Like, I feel like it's a disservice to you and the other person because staying together out of convenience because you guys already know each other, you're used to each other. I would want to blow my brains out. Like, I know that sounds awful, but, <laughs> but it's just that thing, like, you deserve the happiest love, like the happiest, happiest love. And you don't, you don't get that from a rut, you know, like same thing day in, day out. Like, yeah, it's 
it's it might be stable but it also might blow up in your face once you start having children and you realize like what am I doing here like I never saw the world I never felt what it was like to to do the single thing I know you feel robbed of your youth and Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm being so harsh and I and I really do appreciate this listener like I'm so sorry I mean you you took the time out of your day to send this in and I, <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm tearing you down and I don't mean to but I I just it I think it's so important like if you're having to ask the question I, I think you're already there and I think you really need to take the time to reflect like if I'm feeling even a little suffocated how is this going to change if I have a child with this person or how is it going to change if I I if like marriage comes up like all of that yeah Yeah. and it's love is important but don't confuse it with don't confuse love with the rut and routine that you have gotten yourself in Mm. because sometimes the stability of a routine might be nice but long term it might not be love it's it's just a custom you know Mm -hmm. those are my two cents beautiful (laughs) alex what do you think about the whole the 10 years yeah (laughs) no about the one about climate change (laughs) (laughs) well in my tech talk um well just basically basically what i was saying i i do like the idea of being in a relationship that starts off like that like you i kind of i like the idea of growing together like maturing together but for example in a heterosexual relationship like men kind of develop slower than women scientifically Mm. right I think but boys uh, are yucky (laughs) (laughs) boys are cheats and liars my experience (laughs) (laughs) to me (laughs) (laughs) to me scientifically (laughs) boys are the worst right so yeah so i feel like there are different factors that play yeah and play in the issue of being in a relationship like that and then i also do believe in the whole you need to have different experiences like yes we complain about all the horror stories we can write memoirs like i have a memoir coming out (laughs) this is not free promo (laughs) i'm just kidding but like we literally have stories that we can write memoirs about but the the good thing that comes out of all these horror, horror stories is that it sets boundaries like we know what we want like as we get older you know what you don't want and you know what you're looking for like because of these stupid experiences that we go through so that uh, for me that's like the only thing that 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 good that comes out of being able to date around, and I feel like once you're in a lockdown in a ten year relationship, you don't you can't have that experience. So yeah, I think 
Um, yeah, I, I think it definitely depends also on like who you ask because this person's asking single people. So of course the single people are going to be like, single it up, you know? Exactly. And, um, the, sorry, Georgie. Oh. Huh? Sorry, go ahead. Um, so based on who you ask and their experiences, um, I, it's, I think at the end of the day, this person knows what they want to do or what they need to do, maybe. Mm-hmm. And this is just a wild guess. Um, but I feel like this person knows um, because based off like the question, like everybody else I've asked has said pretty much the same thing or, or whatever. Yeah, it's a um, thing of like multiple times. Yeah. Right. So I, I think this person knows maybe it's time to, you know, end it or whatever. Um, and it's just too like scared to let go because 10 years mm-hmm. with somebody, like my goodness, I could see how difficult that could be to let somebody mm-hmm. go after 10 years. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Well, if I could give advice to this person. Babe, this I, is what this is. <laughs> Sorry, the advice I would give, I, I'm definitely a believer in breaks. I know oh. some people see it, like, as a bad thing, but I feel like when you are in a relationship like that, breaks are needed, just so you can see. I feel like when you're in a relationship that long, you don't, you don't even think of yourself as an individual. Like, right. depending, depending on how the relationship is, you always think of things in terms of we like you can never make your own decision especially growing like growing from young to like getting older and you're still in a relationship there's no way that i'm not gonna say there's no way but most people forget themselves in those type of relationships so i definitely am a believer in breaks just to see maybe you like different things like maybe Mm -hmm. you want something different from your partner's offering or maybe you could use it as a tool to brighten up and update your relationship so no yeah it's so scary to 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 lose that sense of independence it's not very scary yeah yeah like i I can't i can't mm, like that i'd probably say no but yeah (laughs) and again that's what makes me feel that's what makes me feel so claustrophobic is like having to worry about somebody else and like how they feel and like i'm sure like that's what relationships are about is like taking another person's like thoughts into consideration because you love them and yeah that's great but like to me it's It's a lot of work yeah uh, yeah it's a lot of work yeah it's it's uh, and I guess that's the point of love is finding somebody who makes it all worth it. True. true. Um. <laughs> that was very cute, but it's true. Um, um, Georgina, I feel like you're itching to say something. I disagree with y'all. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I do. I do disagree with the whole break thing. Um, okay. I just because I think. I think breaks give 
the idea that we will get back together. Like there's that definite, like you're still tied to me. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think in situations like this, like, okay, maybe we started dating late twenties and we're still in this 10 years later. Like, yeah, babe, you're in this for life. <laughs> but yeah, like, when you're a teenager, like when you're a kid and you start dating, and I, I think you're robbing each other of the opportunity to grow. Because having, like Alex said, having to think in that we mentality of like, you're not just you, you're in that unit. It it stunts your growth. Like it mm-hmm. it forces you to to sort of hold back on certain things because it might not fit the needs of the other person but what about your needs like if it fits your needs then you should do it you know and I I I remember a certain situation of like Alex and I talked about years ago what her coworker like they've been together for ages and it no longer was a happy relationship there was all these issues and they just wouldn't break up because it's like well we've been together this long whatever let's just stick it through like that's not like they thought they loved each other but that's not the case and it's that thing of like oh well my family already knows them and my family approves and whatever whatever like girl screw your family (laughs) like exactly like (laughs) at the end of the day you're gonna be that person who has to live with the consequence of like being with this person forever so I think you should focus on yourself and be selfish in that area i will say though i i do because i believe in the whole twin flame thing i do believe in that separation like Mm -hmm. you have to have that separation because it's the only way that you're gonna because when you're with this person and things don't work out because neither of you're ready it's that time to like spend working on yourself and growing as an individual and later in life you will find each other again because that's when you're meant to be together that's when you did the work and you put in the effort and whatever 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 like you did what you had to do and now you're ready to to be back in that um that unit that we mentality that aspect of growing together now and I think it just depends on on the amount of work that you've done too. Like it, it it's a complicated one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like this question. I stand by my. I think this person knows what to do. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I no, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so next question. Um, I literally next and last question actually, and I literally have no idea what this person means. Um, because all they said was, what about the villain era? What even is? (laughs) The villain era? Era. The villain era? Like, is is that saying, like, I'm going to be on my worst behavior and it's... Basically. Okay. Basically. I felt like, like what you said... I feel like the villain era is just being on your worst behavior. Like you just don't, you just don't care what anybody has to say. Has to say like about what you do, what you do with your life. Like you just don't care. Like you're, and because you know, 
some people might take offense to it, like especially if you, for example, cut somebody off, hmm. or like or cut a friend off or something like that. People will take it wrong, but you know you had a good reason to do that. So people will see you as the villain in their story. So, mm-hmm. and you're okay with being the villain, like that's fine. I'll play. I'll play that role if that's what makes me happy and what makes you happy. I'll play that role. So. The villain era. Hmm. Georgina, you sat up for this. What are your thoughts? Um, I think I think for some people, the villain era comes after a time of like great disappointment of being mm-hmm. of yeah. somebody else being the villain in their story. Um, I also have to remind like this person that. I also have to remind this person that your actions have consequences. So all good actions have consequences. All bad actions have consequences. Mm-hmm. If you do something to hurt somebody because you're in your villain era, that karma will stick to you. Like you, you don't have the right to hurt people just because you got hurt. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. and I'm, I, I will be the first to like, throw myself out under the bus like I I act out of emotion sometimes and I don't care who who gets hurt in the process I'm just trying to cope with the hurt that I went through and it's a disservice to myself because I know that I know the the consequences I know that I have to pay for the things that I have done and if I don't want to be I don't want to hurt somebody you know I don't want to I don't want people to be in pain because I'm in pain, you know, and I think villain arrows are a little dangerous in that sense. Like, like if by villain era, you mean the whole phase, like go for it. Like I support mm-hmm. women's rights, but I also support <laughs> women's wrongs. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. as long as you're not hurting anybody and you're being safe, like I think you should go wild, but I I do think we have to be very mindful of hurting people and not intent like hurting go out and hurt people, but be mindful of like are the actions that I'm making like taking right now like are they hurtful to others? Like I'm in the long run, am I gonna end up with a baby with seven toes because I <laughs> did that one thing back in 2022? You know what I mean? Like, so, no. I mean that's just the paranoid person that I am, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was gonna. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly that no matter what happens to you, like in a relationship, that doesn't give you the right to treat somebody else poorly or like not take somebody else's feelings into consideration. Um, mm-hmm. Especially now, like my goodness, what um, like we're all going through it. It's like been such a hard time. Like my God, like, who has the energy yeah. to just be mean for no reason? exactly like it's not worth it yeah my god um but if a villain era for you is a whole phase then more power to you babe like we support that absolutely i I see the good thing in in having a villain era to be honest like what i was saying just not giving a fuck about what anybody gotta say like Mm -hmm. i that's that's the 
the villain era I support, but in but in that sense, part, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But the part of like just being mean and you know playing people left and right, I don't support all that. But Mm-mm. being free and not caring about your role in other people's stories, that's what I support. Yes, that villain era. I like that. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um. All well. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What an episode. Um, Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Alex, I appreciate you guys for having me. Oh my God. Alex, thoughts on being on this episode, (sighs) on this episode in general. Just give us your overall thoughts. Well, I wish we had more time because we can talk about this subject for hours and hours and hours. Like, this is just not enough. This is just like, a quarter inch of the pie like mm-hmm. i feel like we need to have multiple episodes about love but you know what another place another time mm-hmm. but i really do appreciate you guys for having me and oh my it's God. an honor to talk oh. to kisses, you guys. Kisses, kisses, and i miss I y'all so 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 much oh i love you oh i love I... you guys <laughs> Yeah, Georgina, relax. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm incapable of it. Um, no, but that was our um, Valentine's Day episode with special guest star Alex. Um, Georgina, mm-hmm. thoughts? Um, yeah, like Alex said, I I could talk about love day in and day out. I think I oh, think romantic hopeless romantic to the end and I, I want to say that I'm still grateful that I, I've been able to hold on to that aspect of myself um, I mean I I think it's important to to live life through love for love I think mm-hmm. love is the greatest thing in the whole wide world the greatest achievement the greatest my, thing my, yeah opinion the greatest absolutely. achievement <laughs> Absolutely. As head ass as that sounds. I eat it up. I love it. I Nom nom nom. <laughs> like like Alex said, it, it's I want it to be I do want it to be my greatest achievement. If what I'm known for is the love that I was able to give, then I did my job on this earth. So Yes. Kisses to you guys, kisses to our listeners. Yes. Love you guys. We love you, and thank you for listening to another episode of No Literally. Bye. Bye.